0: Peace and love everyone. Uh, my name is Andrew Hewson. I'm a spiritual teacher. I'm here with my friend, uh, David Davidja Buckland. David is the author of a blog and a book, Our Natural Potential. Both David and I have uh, been around the uh, process of spiritual awakening, witnessed uh, cases of realization unfold through various uh, physiologies and including our own and we come together to speak about the process of the awakening of conscious awareness and this is the second talk of an ongoing series which we are um, engaging in and in this talk we're going to be covering uh, the we could say secondary stages of uh, development in conscious awareness, uh, what David refers to as unity and refined unity, and what I refer to as source awareness and dynamic subjectivity. In our first discussion, we covered the initial shift into the recognition of reality in the status of infinity, that which is commonly referred to as awakening. And we discussed the various ways in which the awakening can unfold, ways in which it can be spoken about, and the uh, variation that shows up in the field of uh, this initial blossoming forth of the reality of consciousness within itself. And we also explored uh, what that can look like in a refined context. So uh, how the heart uh, begins to blossom forth or can even be present in the initial shift as uh, a guiding uh, or dominating influence. Oh, David, thank you uh, for being with me again. And thank you, Andrew. I'm looking forward to exploring this together.
1: Yes, so if you're not familiar with the stages, it would be a good idea to take a look at the our first conversation. To put this into some context, although we'll talk about it in a little bit, um, if you kind of think of consciousness as uh, an un- the underlying dynamics of all what we experience, there's a there's a uh, a three-way process in, uh, involved. There's the the subject or uh, observing aspect of consciousness, and the object or observed uh, aspect, which is the world around us and um, all we're experiencing. And then there's the process of experiencing between them. In that first stage, we wake up to the observer value, sometimes called the witness. Uh, And there can be a a sense of a detached observer observing an outside world. And that outside world may may take, uh, uh, may be perceived in a number of different ways. For example, as very solid and real, or as an illusion, or or as the divine play, depending on the, the dominant guna. We talked about that more in, the, in our prior conversation. Uh, the key with unity is the object side, where through a, it varies how, the, how that process unfolds. But uh, in the classic description, there's basically uh, that refinement of perception we talked about in God consciousness and the, the awakening heart. and uh, subtler and subtler perception of the mechanics of the world around us until we come to consciousness itself. And then at a certain point in there, we recognize that that consciousness we're experiencing as creating the world around us is the same self as is observing all that uh, field of experience. And so the subject and object are recognized to be one and come together into one wholeness. Mm -hmm. Um, However, the, the mechanism there, you know, varies quite a bit and how that's discovered. Uh, Sometimes it's just a matter of the depth of our awareness of consciousness gets deep enough that it's recognized to be underlying the the field of the world. Um, Sometimes people describe it like the world is like on a movie screen, and we become conscious of the screen itself as consciousness, and then recognize that we are that screen. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so both David and I use uh, the terms masculine and feminine to describe the the primary aspects of conscious awareness. And in our last discussion, we discussed uh, how those will show up in the in the initial shift. I have uh, been bringing forward an understanding of a new uh, style of shift, which is predominantly feminine, and in this case. Uh, it would be what was revealed or realized first. So rather than that being what um, makes unity or brings unity forward, it would already be present. And then the masculine side would click in or the awareness, uh, pure seeing side would click in after conscious awareness had already realized itself as the vibrant fullness that is the essence of form and uh, is appearing as the the dynamism of the world. So these two aspects are extremely uh, important uh, to to recognize, uh, not something that is uh, to be uh, grasped and pinned down necessarily, but um, it's something that is uh, immediately uh, verifiable for, for anyone. There's this aspect of changelessness, and then there's the aspect that appears to be changeful. So the changeful aspect of our uh, conscious awareness is punctuating the changeless aspect of our conscious awareness. And there's this, uh, this play that is the play of human life. That is the play of creation
1: itself. Hmm. Right. And there can be the sense sometimes where, where um, we become, you know, from the more masculine orientation, where we wake up to the silent consciousness first and then uh, become more and more aware of the liveliness in the environment around us. That lively consciousness is there, mm-hmm. and then with the unity shift, there can be a sense of like the liveliness swallowing up the the uh, silence, mm-hmm. and because it's it's we're talking about oneness or unity here. It's not a mm-hmm. it's not a two-ness anymore. They become one thing. Um, sometimes they talk about the gap between. Uh, the absolute and and relative uh, fields of life for example and that gap disappears because there is no they're they're, they're one the same thing and -hmm. it's important to understand here too when we talk about unity or oneness in this context we're not talking about interconnectedness or uh, Mm. a sense of it we're talking about experiencing it right on the level of our very being
2: Mm.
1: right on the level of who we are Um, and the once that shift takes place, then there's a, a progression in, um, in unity that's less obvious in, in prior stages. In prior stages, there is a, a deepening and integration that takes place. But in, in unity, uh, it, it's sometimes described as, as unfolding in stages, because there's a essentially a, an experience of become kind of a thing, where objects that were part of our regular experience or daily experience are progressively realized to be the self also. We experience the the pot we're cooking with, or the or the pencil we're holding, or the or the 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 sky, or the the, the bird, or the tree, or whatever like that. There's this progressive uh, deeping. Um, sometimes they talk about it in levels of expe- layers of experience. So the first layer of our experience, and in the background, and then the background to, to that, and and progressing progressively uh, out. The Upanishads say even to include aspects of the universe that are beyond our perception. Mm. So it's like this progressive increasing because consciousness is the container of all of it. Uh, it, it gradually grows in, into progressive stages. And one of the models of the stages is is like on the level of the um, similar to the koshas, but on, on the level of the elements, progressively through the elements. And then um, mind, intellect, and ego uh, take on a cosmic value. Um, and uh, and then we all, we settle into a, a sense of a uh, a cosmic uh, body as well, where we recognize that even this body, as an expression of consciousness, is actually universal and, and cosmic. It's uh, it's the body of all bodies, and that is uh, that is our form. It's not who we are on that level, because we're we're who we are, in well it is on the level of consciousness but it's inclusive of um, if i word that properly <laughs> it's not exactly an object in our experience because it's who we are but it's not the thing that who we are it just is, is a part of that wholeness that that uh, consciousness contains
0: beautiful yeah so in if we go back to the to the masculine and feminine aspects of of conscious awareness when we speak about the um the body uh, being recognized in its infinite value, we're typically referring to the feminine to the feminine aspect. So, mm-hmm. as I uh, described the the feminine style initial shift, that can also take place prior to the silent pure awareness um, being realized. And I know that uh, David and I have kind of spoken about this. Is what this wasn't something that he had seen, but um, in from my own uh, direct unfoldment, and also in in cases that I'm observing now, um, this, this is, uh, also beginning to take place, and then that, um, changeless, silent, masculine aspect is coming online, so it's the same basic movement towards unity, but just what appears to be in a reversal of, of the, um, the typical model that,
1: yeah, and that's fascinating to me, because that requires a, um, a level of refinement and uh, an open heart to support that has not been typical in in uh, uh, in the in the West, particularly. But um, you know, I'm I'm a more typical Westerner uh, that way, and you know, really strong mind, intellect oriented. So the masculine was much more obvious to unfold for me first. Um, but then, uh, if you have a full process, then the heart becomes a natural part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, of unfolding. Uh, otherwise, because it, it's it's the masculine and feminine together that uh, are the is the fullness of it. Otherwise, yeah. you, as we've discussed, you get end up with a, a kind of a dry, um, flat uh, experience of it. Can be very clearly awake, but still uh, very dry.
0: Exactly. Or there can be an absence of stability if the if the masculine is is lacking mm-hmm. as yes. well. So it's a it's this. Um, I work with this concept called the the sacred marriage, which is basically the 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 union in conscious awareness between the uh, the distinction between the masculine and the feminine. And so I speak about this uh, primary distinction, which can also be recognized as the pranava mantra. Uh, but basically, it's a primary vibration. Um, the awareness becoming conscious of itself, uh, self-conscious. And so that distinction then is sort of resolved through us, we could say, in a a certain sense, because at first it appears to be um, very distinct, almost like a layering uh, of ourself in terms of an infinite field. But then that layering um, sort of is resolved or dissipates so that it's sort of a seamless field of subjectivity. So we move from this, this layering of subjectivity where there's a very clear... Distinction in aspects, mm, all, both infinite um, and not separate, uh, non dual, but still very distinct, into more of a seamless, fluid, flowing wholeness. Mm. Yes. And uh, so that's what I would refer to as the sacred marriage. And I believe that that correlates with what you uh, call unity or probably re- refined unity.
1: Yeah. Uh, more into refined unity for that to be fully uh, realized. Yeah. Um, another another aspect of the unity process is because when we experience something, we recognize ourselves to be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a knowingness value that mm-hmm. comes up with it. That uh, the intelligence within the object, the nature of the object in its own, own nature, depending on our ability to perceive and, and recognize uh, how clear we are on those finer levels. And again, that's a hard thing because the intuitive level, uh, where, where knowingness is is most appreciated, uh, is a lot to do with the, with the heart level, uh, mm-hmm. some to the third eye, uh, to some degree too. Um, but it has a lot to do with the heart level, so it's important that, that be developed. And interestingly enough, that also correlates with the intellect. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that takes place is that in, with the intellect, uh, before awakening, it's primarily associated with the mind. So as the mind moves around here and there by, you know, by different emotions and experiences that are arising and so on, the intellect gets pulled along with it and it's not as uh, stable or or, uh, uh, clear. And some people like academics uh, learn to train their intellect more um, but don't necessarily recognize their own uh, biases. They try to train that but Whereas after the, after we've woken up, the, the intellect can shift from its association with the mind to the association with that inner being, that mm. pure, uh, the masculine side in this case, in this, in this context, the, that uh, stable inner uh, silence, and you know that makes it much more stable and clear, and um, the term be used as resolute. So we get again the resolute intellect. Um, then the heart has that key value as we talked about earlier. And then as we're approaching unity, the, the intellect becomes uh, a key because it's the, the the thing that discriminates and it recognizes, that, oh, that's the same self. That mm-hmm. stable, solid intellect is, oh, that is myself and that is myself. And, and that not in an overt kind of uh, way, but in a very subtle discrimination, this yeah. uh, subtle discrimination that goes on. Um, and that ties again into the, the uh, knowingness. And mm-hmm. that progressive um, progressive process. Um, another aspect that's worth touching on too that uh, varies uh, a lot in people's processes, but there's this progressive release of these core identifications.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a core mind identification in that, that is released you know mm-hmm. in terms of me, mine, um, with the initial awakening. Uh, then there's a, a resolution of the emotional contraction to open the heart and um, and then finally there's a there's a gut contraction um that's associated with unity stage now i've seen uh, and there's a, there can be because that's a, the the gut is a fire center uh, there can be a sense of roasting or burning uh barbecue of, of the um, what i refer to as the core identity. Uh, and it has kind of association with our childhood identity uh, perhaps with our sense of our uh, given name and um, uh, one of the and uh, so that that can happen with the with the unity shift slightly before it um, or in some cases uh, much later and I've seen uh, cases where it's kind of clear that that hasn't happened yet even though they've moved into still higher stages so in an ideal way, uh, any, any kind of core sense of identity is, is resolved with the unity shift to support that. One, one of the things too that can happen um, with the unity shift itself is there's a, um, for some people there's, a, there's a, a key, like a single recognition, the intellect recognizes that, the self and there's a, a, a shift right away, very clear distinct mm-hmm. shift. For some people, for others, uh, like myself, there was uh, several steps in the approach over about a 10-day period, in, in my case, where there was a that sense of roasting the core identity. Um, and in some ways, I might not have recognized it, except that I, I had seen some material, uh, the conversation between uh, Locke Kelly and uh, Ajashanti on the topic. And uh, so when it happened, I had some context Mm. it was fairly short and then i noticed there was no longer a distinction between inside and outside that there was a kind of a continuum that mm. the they used to be kind of a bit of a this was inside my body and and that that content is outside my body mm-hmm. there was no longer a, a, a barrier it was just you know it was just all consciousness essentially beautiful yeah, yeah
0: that's, a, that's a great point uh how the uh the resolution of those um core layers of identification also correlates with the infinite value of the body being recognized or sort of a seamlessness um, in terms of body and environment so in in the cases where perhaps there have been higher stages that have unfolded without um, those levels of clearing i would say that perhaps that also is going to correlate with what appears to be an absence of the recognition of the cosmic value of the body or the infinite value of the body and um, the the depth that that can really shine forth in. And then of course, we also can have this very, very uh, distinct sense of recognizing the um, projected environment to be our body as well, um, or to be inside of our body, while it appears outside of our body. So there's all this variation that can shine forth in uh, refined unity or what I call dynamic subjectivity. Yeah. Uh, And a lot of it ties back to this kind of basic fundamental healing process or uh, transmutative um, process where certain layers of unresolved material are are being being released and resolved.
1: Yeah. And at first I kind of thought that, oh, I just had a really short, uh, brief, the release of that core identity but over time i realized that there was lots of other stuff around that that had to be resolved but it, it, it didn't take place in a short period of time it took place over an extended period of time it's kind of um it was similar to my experience of, of the first shift actually where the core falls out uh, mm. with the shift with that with that roasting and then uh, but there was a lot of other accessory uh, uh attachments that would gradually surfaced and, and were cleared over time uh, or have been cleared over time. <laughs> we'll see yeah. how complete that is. because I, so I, 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 I find it fascinating because I can I have the because of that refinement, I, I'm able to actually look inside my body and, and see where there's contractions and and um, and and look and, and I was actually looking and not seeing anything. and so I think I thought that process was done. And then it turned out there was some little you know stuff tucked away in shadows um that this stuff has a remarkable ability to uh, hide itself from itself and, uh, yeah that's a great that's a great point and
0: i'm sure you would uh concur with me in in saying that what oh, as things continue to really really refine and shine forth in terms of divinity so as a as the um pure divinity of reality just begins to really reveal itself to itself uh within its own mind there that the increase the apparent increase of the brightness of that light um, correlates with uh, these pockets of uh, unseen unresolved material just continually beginning to be brought up into that light yes so it's uh it's really some may think just on you know a basic sort of assumption that oh yeah well When you move into higher stages, there's going to be less there. That's why you moved into higher stages. And that is true in a certain context, but it's also very helpful to recognize that um, oftentimes a lot of the uh, darker material, denser material can't really be processed out until higher stages. You don't have enough. There's not enough stability. There's not enough. the, The physiology is not refined enough.
1: Yeah, just to be able to see it, and because it it resides on a a finer level, and uh, also the ability to support the process, to be able to handle what's in there sometimes. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. it's pretty can be pretty pretty uh, traumatic old stuff. Because we're talking about, you know, long histories uh, long before this life that uh, can we can bring forward and carry forward uh, into this one.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and so here there was that process of of that initial release, and then. um and then that separate that the, the dissolving of the sense of inside and outside and then i went on a, on a retreat and yeah, for me the interesting experience was there was a collapse of history i guess you could say mm-hmm. so all these sort of inner layers that have unfolded to my experience uh you know the koshas that i talk about the sheaths or inner layers of of you know how consciousness becomes the world kind of thing all those layers of that process they all disappeared mm. which i found quite odd and uh, I, I recall i was sharing a room on the retreat uh, and uh, it was bedtime and lights out and there's a bit of light leaking in the window so i could still perceive so i knew that you know that the world hasn't disappeared but uh, the all inner references to that had vanished
2: mm.
1: and then uh, and then it, it basically all came back again but now in this new context so the, the whole entire, this whole history had, had, had to be released and let go of um, so that the shift could take place, the actual, the final shift, and then, and then it could be brought back in, in that new context over yeah, a, that's time. a Yeah, that's a really beautiful
0: point that um, there's sort of, we're, we're, we're stepping into this new contextual modality, as I call it, this new context of, of seeing ourself or the self is stepping into itself through uh, this unique expression of its own uh, intelligence. And then after there's this familiarity with that, we come to a new sort of threshold point where we're called to let that go. So that an even broader or more inclusive or more expansive um, uh, recognition can shine forth, which then ends up including what we appear to let go of uh, or or surrender. Hmm. Yeah. but uh it just uh is something to have an awareness of in terms of attachment to uh you know different uh recognitions or realizations uh that unfold because uh you know true spiritual maturity is the willingness to give everything up you know continuously to give up what it is that we uh that we have realized, and sometimes it can be quite majestic, uh, you know, you know, it, you know, it becomes sort of normalized after a certain point, I would say, but initially at least it's like this, you know, the splendor of all of creation is, you know, dazzling forth, and you see all the mechanics and everything, and it's all, and if you're cognizing that's even a whole nother ball game, because you have, you know, everything there at once and you can just kind of flip through it like a book. And, um, but it's the willingness to give that up, you know, and, That's where the grace of that light that I was talking about before, that pure divinity, begins to really shimmer in.
1: Mm. Yeah. I remember around that time, my teacher uh, made reference to perpetual surrender. Mm. And I was kind of horrified because at that point, there's been a series of surrenders, but they were brief and (laughs) short. They were (laughs) short-lived. The idea of being able to perpetually surrender. Whoa, that was a whole other level. (laughs) Yeah. It uh, yeah it's it's a it's a remarkable um, unfolding. One of the things I mentioned earlier too was that there can be that experience that uh, in self-realization and that initial awakening that the world is illusory, mm. the rajasguna is dominant, and if we invest in that as the reality, as a, as opposed to a stage in the process, um, mm-hmm. a stage in the in the refinement process. Then um, it can actually be a barrier to unity. Mm. Because in order for us to discover that the, the world is myself also, we can't be seeing it as an illusion. Sure. Yeah, we have to move past that. And if we're invested in that as a concept, that, that that's the reality, um, that actually can be a barrier to going further.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, that's beautiful. It's a valid stage. So, you know, many are going to taste that sense of where everything's just an appearance and awareness. And, you know, they are awareness. And so, you know, and everything else is just an appearance in awareness. But what you're pointing to, David, is that, uh, you know, having the understanding that that is not, you know, that that's just something that's a subjective recognition at that point. Yes. Um, and that the possibility is that what, a, you know, what seems to be sort of this dreamlike appearance in awareness actually can be re- recognized as that. As the dynamic intelligence of your own self throbbing within itself, and that's that—that's the pulsation that I was referring to. That's the primary uh distinction in between the masculine and the feminine in conscious awareness.
1: Yeah, another, another thing I found really fascinating about the process. Uh, referring back though for a moment uh, for a comment, because one of the things I found about unity too is because there was that progressive. The Brahma Sutra calls it the aggregate. We we're mm. continuing expanding. What is the self, and so it kind of keeps growing and growing and growing, uh, far beyond any any sense of what we might think would be included in it. Um, so there's a sense of what's new today, mm-hmm. like because it's it's there's the there's the shift, and then there's the processing of the shift, and where mm-hmm. uh, we integrate it and so on. And so there can be a, a, a almost constant um, sense of of reality shifting. So mm-hmm. we get very used to that yeah before we're kind of like holding on you know this is my reality you know um we get really really used to uh letting it go and and seeing where it goes today kind of a thing um
0: yeah yeah that's another thing um that i've explored actually um before in terms of masculine and feminine is um the feminine as flexibility and the masculine as as stability so
2: Hmm.
0: the stability if it's taken to the extreme becomes rigid and uh, can not can be a, a limitation um, if it's not balanced out by the flexibility of the feminine. And then again, if the flexibility of the feminine is taken to the extreme, it becomes you know loose and wobbly and all over the place. Yeah. So it's the it's the complementary union reunion of the flexible and the stable that reveals itself as this uh, this fullness of self realization which we're referring to. In, in terms like unity, uh, refined unity or, or dynamic subjectivity.
2: Yeah. Yes, and really
1: it's when the whole business of non-duality begins to unfold in earnest.
2: Mm.
1: Because prior in self-realization, there can be a sense of in, an inner non-dual uh, state, but mm-hmm. the world is separate. And we can say, oh, the world is illusory. Uh, or we can dismiss that, uh, but that's not actually true non-duality because there's still something that's separate and and that progresses forward past unity as well
0: yeah that's a great point too because when i've uh talked about the feminine style initial shift one of the things that uh, can show up there that is this sort of there's um there can be this kind of um sometimes a very very it's more of a progressive style of shift whereas with the masculine style shift it, it tends to be a little bit more clicky uh yeah, you know Yeah, very much like a razor you know a razor of of awareness so with the feminine style shift in in the initial stage at least uh, which we spoke about in our last talk um it it really uh sometimes can be lacking in a certain degree of certainty um i've seen in, in in some cases and uh this sort of um yeah, it doesn't have that severed edge to it um, until the the masculine side of things comes online, yeah. um, which provides a, a a great deal of of stability.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting too. That was one another thing I remember noticing at a certain point in there where. Um, I, I mean, it, it keeps evolving. But one of the things I noticed in the initial stage, before before, um, got the refined stage developed, was that. Um, the world had been very real before,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then it had become less. There was a less sense of, the, there was less sense of reality from the the outside world of experience, and then there had become this sense of the world being a divine play. But when the world was recognized to be absolute consciousness, also, it took on in this concreteness again that mm. it hadn't had, and actually it was greater. It had a greater sense of reality to it. The world mm. appearance had a greater sense of reality to it than it ever had before. And a kind of a solidity, a concreteness, um, which I found fascinating, because I I, I thought that that was long, long,
0: that is interesting. So in terms of that solidity, though, it had a different qualitative, uh, you know, presentation. So it's not the limited physical type of solidity that before seemed to prevail right absolute it's, an, uh, it's yeah. an yes it's an infinite solidity it's a solidity which is of the nature of the self itself
1: yeah yes and and not everybody has that uh, from what i've seen but but uh, it, it is is not uncommon for that uh, step yeah
0: now that you mention that i do recall uh, so that that sort of uh, sense yes that the, the 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 value of seeing everything in terms of self sort of provides this um this new uh, recognition of its reality in a in in a way that could be described as concrete, yeah. or
1: and it's not that the appearance is what's real, it's yeah. it's that what's behind the appearance, what's creating the appearance, is the reality behind that. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really fascinating process. I mean, I really I really enjoyed the unity stage a lot. because mm. it was, um, I learned a lot from it, and a, a lot of uh, there was a whole progression that unfolded. Um,
0: yeah it is sort of an enchanting stage isn't it you know I remember uh, I think I always qualified it uh, in the self refamiliarizing itself with its own dynamic intelligence you know yes. and I think that that's kind of what it was really about here and and uh, in other cases as well it's it's this adventure of the self exploring its own uh intelligence you know and sort of remembering oh wow this is how i'm appearing as this tree and this is how this is you know i'm flowing here and and all of these you know and a walk through the woods is uh really a miraculous uh affair yes
1: (laughs) this this constant self-discovery in this whole other level because it's all self so it's uh and you can't, you know, there and there's only a certain amount you can do that because it has to all be, you know, recognized and processed and stuff. But, but yeah. there's a there's a kind of a process of, oh yes, I'm not too and I'm not too, and, and then sometimes you can pause a little bit on it and, and like you mentioned, what is it what is it to be a tree and, and what is it to be a cat or whatever, of course, yeah. um, the grass or whatever like that and and mm-hmm. uh, go into it. Although I did have to recognize at a certain point in there that, that, even when I was experiencing, what it was to be a tree. I was experiencing it from that perspective of unity consciousness, mm-hmm. not from the perspective of the trees consciousness.
0: Yes. Yeah. The way one of the ways that I've that became as clear is in terms of like a human conversation because it's obvious that you're conversing with yourself, you know, that and, yes. and you can feel that you're in the other viewpoint. But obviously, their ex- subjective experience is much different than what it is that you're tasting. So even though there's that absolute seamless unity and flowing subjectivity and you see yourself as the speakingness arising from the other person, It's still not that you know you're not tasting exactly what it's like at that level of consciousness. That level of experiencing is a different level. Yeah. And uh, is it
1: because they're in there identified with various things that that you may not be, and you can be identified with other things? And the laws of nature are a little bit different. But you do you do have get a sense of the laws of nature um, Mm -hmm. functioning there. It's it's pretty fascinating. of course there's you know there's also respect for people's privacy and so on like that there Sure 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 appropriate uh, boundaries in there um but it is you know the the sort of the idea that there's something uh secret or or there's anything that can't be known is, is a bit uh
0: right. so I'll just say something about that privacy as well because uh it's really what you know I would say that it's not really a volitional decisioning you know it's more like a spontaneous uh uh recognition it's the self that is flowing like that and seeing itself like that so right. it's uh it's not like there's a me here invading you know someone's privacy yes, like yes,
2: that's, you know, that's, that's like
0: point. that that would be something that was going on like prior initial shift with some some type of refined perception i don't know a lot about that kind of stuff but you know from the from the value of infinity it's not it's not like that it's very simple and pure and innocent and not uh yes.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I did at a certain point, uh, especially in in refined unity stage, uh, spend a little bit of time. You know, what is it to be a tree, and and spending, you know, yeah, uh, taking the focus into a tree and and uh, in consciousness, uh, just to be clear that we're talking about in consciousness,
2: yes,
1: and and experiencing that aspect of it. Um, but I found with people, uh, I didn't find it. Uh, well, pleasant, particularly uh, <laughs> <laughs> because because yeah, then you were stepping into their karma and their and their their contractions and stuff like that. So it was like, okay, de- I've dealt with that stuff on myself. That's enough. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, uh, yeah, all right, yeah. great. You make yeah. a great point, and so maybe yeah. that's why I need to clarify. I'm t- I'm <laughs> talking more in terms of the experiencing, so it's more like pure experiencing. Yes. So instead of really going into the body, you know, in that way, it's the dynamism that's bubbling as the experiencing. Yes. Uh, yeah. And in terms of the pure experiencing of what appears as the other and what yeah. is a, a, of that yeah. which we're you're talking is about in consciousness
1: not, not, not it's not like we were astral traveling and and, and uh no, going no, 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 no.
0: we are every we're are already everywhere right yeah, yeah, there's
2: more yeah. <laughs> to travel uh
1: because <laughs> we exactly. are
0: we've got yeah. all the bases covered on that on Just, that <laughs>
1: kind of moving the focus of attention around a little bit yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And, and it's also that that also points to another uh, key detail about unity that that's quite uh, that's it's worth noting. And that is of intimacy. Hmm. Because when we are it, you know, it, it's it's intimate, it's who we are. So everything is a part of myself. So there's a, a profound uh, intimacy in, in the, uh, the experience of, of, you know, the, what we might feel as intimate within ourselves, our thoughts and our emotions is now the world is part of that as well Mm. and in a sense the the cosmic thoughts and the cosmic emotions are part of the collective consciousness around us which Mm -hmm. we're also aware of and and involved in uh we've been uh sharing notes a little bit about the dynamics in the collective around the the american election for example (laughs) (laughs) uh that's going on and uh it's, it's it's like this uh uh Roller coaster. Uh, right? Yes, yeah, going <laughs> on in the collective. So it's just it's it's part it's part of the environment and it's part of or we we process some of that mm-hmm. as it comes up in the experience. Uh, but there's kind of like a balance point you have to uh, manage because you, you know you gotta you gotta be functional and and uh, and not mm. try and, not try to take stuff on just but just process what's arising and, uh, and naturally and and, uh, uh, and you know so we assist but. Uh, in in what ways we're good at, but, uh, um, yeah, not getting caught up in the the drama.
0: Yeah, yeah, beautiful point, beautiful point.
1: Yeah, there's another uh, key idea they talk about in the Vedic tradition um, called leisho vidya, which basically means remains of ignorance, and it has several contexts, but as we become everything, sort of the, all the various aspects of ignorance fall away. Um, but we still require some, um, some areas of ourselves to be human, to function in the world. If we were just became absolute, you know, we drop the body and, and, uh, and go, uh, the key here is, is uh, living the these stages in a human life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so there's some value of a person needed to, to be in the world and mm. to recognize that, that you know, this is the edge of my body. And, and this is the, you know, here's the keyboard I can touch or whatever like that, that mm. that's not, that's not the body. Uh, you know, some of those little values of, of uh, surface individuality are still required to, to function. And so they, they call that the remains of ignorance. And in a, in a kind of a way um, that resolves more and more and more over time, Mm-hmm. Partly as the these old things we were talking about earlier come to the surface to be seen and, and processed, old karmas and old incomplete experiences and so forth um, that are that are arise in our experience and are processed. Um, each of those basically releases a bit of a, a bit more energy, a bit more um bit more shadow is cleared, a bit more, you know, clarity, a little less ignorance, um, all through this process. Um but there's always going to be some value of it, uh to live it in a human form that's kind of the, the, the yeah, yeah I, I heard that somebody mentioned something just a few days ago that it was uh, you get to be about 75 percent uh absolutely 10 25 percent relative but i don't know that's just a number I, i'm sure it varies extremely widely
0: sure uh, yeah. yeah and i think we're still you know in terms of the exploration of that collectively, and how that's going to show up in the West, and um, how higher stages, like post, you know, post-consciousness stages, are going to reflect more clearly in physiologies. I mean, a lot of that's still unseen. You know, we're we're in the we're in the midst of the flowering of that, so we don't want to create any limitations around it. Um, yeah. Because I think that certainly the possibility is for there to be very, 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 very clear, refined reflections of divinity um walking around and and that's what we want collectively we don't want to say oh no you can't you always have to have you know you always
1: have to be yeah. really <laughs> that's pretty amazing actually there there are you know so many people now who are, who are living some value of, of pure divinity it's, it's mm. astonishing i i don't think it was very common uh for a long. i mean com- not certainly wasn't common but i think it was very very rare uh, for a long time yeah
0: I, scripturally you can't uh you know there's not a lot uh available that, that uh, you know points to that value i don't think i'm sure i mean it's there but it's sort of hidden and um you know there's a lot of words that are kind of mixed up and things like that which we'll talk about when we get to brahman Um, (laughs) (laughs) that one's a big one but (laughs) uh one thing i was going to say i can't remember oh about cosmic personality and uh just going back to sort of the body and everything like that so this value of um lesha vidya which is just the remains of the personality structure the the intelligence the laws of nature operative in the world um sort of on a daily level uh is is extremely important and i think that um, one of the things that you and i both talk about a lot is kind of you know being in higher stages in daily life you know at the grocery store you know at the dentist office or whatever and just you know being living life um and and being that not being conflictual with being in uh, yeah. what previously would have been deemed to be exalted, you know, st- stages of awareness, and I think that they are on on some level.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's a good point because it, it, the unity isn't a goal; it's a, 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 it's a way of living, a perspective of life that allows a much fuller value of life to be lived. The whole point of it is to live it. No. Yeah. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah and I mean I've you know we've I you 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 do end up in the doctor's office where everything's just a flowing mass of subjectivity and you know you're you see yourself as the dynamism of everybody walking around and you know all of that but it's it's not it <laughs> becomes something that's so you know it's so at home and so familiar and so immediate and um that nobody really knows that that's going on nobody else knows that it's going on yeah. although it can um, trigger
1: other people uh I, I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. not not very often but occasionally i have find somebody starts to 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 purify mm-hmm. and uh they sometimes they seem to associate it with you and they, but they don't know why or whatever but they just get grumpy with you in some way and, and it's like okay
0: <laughs> yeah that's a great point yeah you could do a whole sub a study on how you know someone in in uh you know awakened consciousness or in higher stages how that sort of correlates with the environmental context of different points and things like that. Cause I've also seen it in the direction of there being sort of this joyful wanting to sort of serve like spontaneously, like, oh, let me open the door for you. Like, you know, the soul senses something, you know and um, those kinds of things, but it can go either way.
2: It's it's a great point.
1: point, Yes, (laughs) Uh, I just find the, the one I mentioned is this is more a little more obvious in some ways because yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. you have to deal with <laughs> the, the other part of it of course is is, is integrating what we're talking about uh mm-hmm. it, it becomes quite normal to, i mean it sounds kind of crazy sometimes but uh what we're saying but um it actually becomes very normal mm-hmm. but you also have to learn how to talk to people who are experiencing life in the in a traditional way um yeah. in the common way because you know uh, if they ask you how you're doing we can't go into this kind of subtopic without <laughs> a lot of backstory. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, this thing just happened. and Oh, isn't this amazing? And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of more normal.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I, that's an adjustment, I think, with every shift, um, you know, in terms of conversation, at least, because, you know, you can be, someone can ask you, hey, how are you doing this morning? And that question doesn't really make any sense, you know, <laughs> especially <laughs> sort of fresh, like, you know, it's like, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm doing great. You know, oh, it takes a while to, to come around. <laughs> no. um, but that's one of the values of being in the midst of life you know, and <laughs> being in the midst of the world is that we're kind of constantly brought into the dynamism of, of experience. And integrating. And, you know. and integrating. And so that's the, you know, an int- sometimes I, I feel like what is presented um, as an integrated shift is sort of like where someone goes up into you know, recognizing their reality, and then they sort of leave it behind and they return to a space that they were before. And that's not integration. Integration means that you're, you're, you don't get, you don't come down off the, you, you don't come down from where you were. The experiencing rises to that and is a yeah. seamless wholeness with that.
1: And then it integrates back into the physiology as well. The, the physiology,
0: like, but you don't leave behind the reality of the field because yeah, that's you with are.
1: you yeah, uh, and uh, sometimes it can be more background or or more foreground. Really, yeah. like that I mean, there's a normalcy to it where it, when it becomes more, it's just kind of there. And you sure. talking like, oh, is it there? And Oh yeah, it's there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
0: a doing. great point as well. Yes. So it's it, there's going to be uh, like degrees of you know varying degrees of clarity, and I think that that correlates as well with the um, the process of surfacing and healing and you know transmutation. And
1: I've also been really pleased with how well. I mean, in retrospect, I didn't see it so much at the time, but in retrospect, I can look back and see how well my life supported this process. Mm. Uh, things that weren't going to support the process fell away, and circumstances came up that, that uh, supported the arising to take place when it was time. So we can get frustrated with, you know, our seeming lack of progress and uh, um, and that so sometimes, but um, but when it, when the time comes, when grace is going to descend race also organizes the, the circumstances for it. And it can yeah. seem like things are kind of falling apart in some time, uh, or we're getting this amazing support uh, either mm-hmm. way again, or both. Um, but um, it's kind of just the way that, that nature kind of organizes stuff and you, you I mean, for myself, I, I found a much deeper trust in, uh, in nature and in, in the world that was going to support me and uh, not necessarily how I wanted it to come or how I expected it to come, but in ways that that um, were, you know, quite remarkable. In, in another way,
0: yeah, that's a great point that kind of ties into this stage as well, um, because that value of self is sort of supremely realized in both the masculine and feminine aspects, uh, and there's a there's a real deep um, union of that, a resolution of the sort of uh, prominence of the distinction. What what can begin to take place is this degree of knowingness um, that's arising from that oneness, that sense of oneness. so uh, you talked about knowingness um, before and I guess I'm linking it now to the word trust. so there's this sort of sense of knowing where to go, what to do, what to, what step to take um so on and so forth it's it could be seen as like a sort of semi-omniscience or a sense of sort of, uh you know really really feeling attuned to the intelligence of life Hmm. and
1: uh and and you get signals sometimes where it says oh you need to go there now or you need to do this now and it's like what that doesn't make any sense exactly when you learn to trust that and you do it and then it's like you know that's kind of part of why i got my grad degree just Mm -hmm. you know it was like go there and it was like, no, no, that doesn't make any sense. And it's like, you know, and then I got another reminder and another reminder. And it's like, OK, OK, OK. And I you know, left the life I was trying to make and, and went off to the States and ended up in a grad degree program. And it just kind of all fell in my lap. And it, yeah. uh, it all went click, click, click. And the admissions office said it would take a miracle for it all to come together in time. But it all just went click, click, click. And uh, I was very late applying. <laughs> but uh yeah Yeah. so yeah thank you
0: uh sometimes i i reflect on in that's in that space where seeing someone speaking is seeing yourself speaking and you can actually you know the words can can really very much seem custom fit like coming out of someone else's mouth that you're speaking to yourself you're telling yourself (laughs) to go here to do this to
1: whatever um Uh, i've even had literally people stop on the sidewalk and say i don't know why i'm telling you this but i i feel like i'm supposed to tell you this
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, i've also had similar uh yeah
1: it's like and they're really mystified and i'm kind of like oh okay all right yeah that makes sense yeah Yeah. uh and that kind of that kind of leads us into um what i call refined unity Mm -hmm. um and essentially if there's been a that god consciousness process the refinement and the opening heart and um and that going on the feminine side uh previously then that essentially continues into unity but there can be a kind of a break in there like i mentioned all the previous stuff falling away and then the shift happening and then the shift becoming established and kind of growing a little bit and then gradually the the refined aspects that had been there before were reintegrated and and then that that, uh, continued. Um, Some people may not have much of the feminine early on uh, and they can have the unity shift, a a little bit drier perhaps, Um, and then the refinement starts to unfold after unity Mm. uh, or even after Brahman, you know, it kind of depends on when that kicks in or it can just be a really uh, very slow process. Um, Where, as you mentioned earlier, whereas the the stages in consciousness are distinct uh, Mm -hmm. shifts, where the climax, the 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 uh, the shift is at the start of the process, Mm -hmm. whereas um, whereas the feminine is more climactic shifts, where where we we build up to a a flowering at the at the climax,
2: Um,
1: and so essentially that refinement uh, kicks in. You you refer to it as uh, dynamic subjectivity. Mm-hmm. Um because the the subject is alive,
2: yeah.
1: moving, it's not silent anymore, the same way. Mm-hmm. And uh and what what highlights, you know, I talked right at the beginning about the subject and object, but the process of experience between them, the subject and object become one. And so what dominates the um refined unity process is the, the devata value, that process of experience in the middle,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the liveliness. And so there was that. Concreteness before I talked about, but now everything uh, becomes flow. So even though we're looking at solid objects, there's a recognition that they're constantly being recreated in every moment, Mm -hmm. and and there's a flow. Everything's full of moving consciousness, basically, Uh, flowing and moving and and vibrating, and the vibration has sounds. And you know, depending on which senses we're more attuned to, and so on, like that, there may be visual stuff. It may be more feeling values. It may be more Um, sound values, we hear things, or we feel vibrations, or we see vibrations, or like waves, or whatever. Um, And there's this whole, the the world becomes kind of alive, um, and uh, sort of like rich with life in a a new kind of way. Now, in in the God Consciousness stage, we can recognize that the world is full of life forms of various styles, uh, Depending on how that uh, unfolding is going on. Um, And so, all these different levels of, you know, we've got the physical world and the sort of emotional energy layer and the the mental layer, and so on. And all these layers can have different kinds of uh, life forms, you could say, uh, that that on them, each becomes progressively more uh, abstract and, and, you know, comes down to basically they're just essentially a point of light. They don't have a a physical form, even. but uh, there is that, that value of the laws of nature, of the devita the, the value, the, the, the uh, core qualities or principles that are functioning uh, uh, become much more uh, prominent. And it's, it's one of the reasons, actually, uh, I was reflecting recently that, that karma is unfathomable, not just because it's so complex and the field of creation is so vast, but also because the, the the doers, the the, uh, the 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 actual intelligence that's creating that's behind all, all the doing and the, and the support and the, the experiences we're having and everything, um, they're they're in that value. And it's this it's the most subtle uh, dynamic in consciousness. and so we kind of come to it the last. Uh, and that's when things, you know can make a lot more sense and when we, we actually understand, the mechanism itself. I mean, we can see parts of it before that, but to see that the actual intelligence and, and the way that it plays out um, is, uh, you know, really brings a, a, a much greater fullness to that. Mm.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. So just to, I'm just going to do a quick recap um, for those that are listening that so that we can kind of bring together both of our, our models in, in unity, um, I refer to something called source awareness. So this is where the masculine, pure, changeless awareness, the feminine, dynamic, conscious presence have both been recognized, but also a little bit different from the way that you point to it. Um, I typically see that some degree of beyondness has also been recognized. So some, some degree of beyond awareness has been recognized, but it's not dominant. So the stealth, the self is still dominant. Uh-huh. even though there is a degree of the recognition of that out of which the self is arising or shining oh
2: interesting okay yeah
0: so this is um and and here this is where the distinction is very prominent in terms of masculine feminine and then beyond so there's like a layering almost like a you know there's there's that then there's the the isness of awareness and then there's the presence of uh conscious presence yeah uh, the feminine aspect so that's source awareness and then in terms of refined unity i'm looking more like uh dynamic subjectivity this is what i would compare it to and that's where that sacred marriage takes place that i was referring to earlier so the distinction between the masculine changeless silent awareness and the feminine conscious presence uh is resolved or collapses into this seamless unity seamless wholeness. Where, as you have just been describing, the flow of the self experiencing itself comes into the foreground. So there's a prominence of that flow. There's a prominence of the aliveness and the dynamism of of the self within itself, and seeing oneself as the dynamism. So the self is actually seeing itself as the dynamism in a a new and fresh way.
1: Yes, the consciousness Um, is, is. You know, it started off with consciousness being this silent. Still absolute, you
2: mm-hmm. know,
1: and then yeah. it's, it's like just flow and, and movement and, <laughs> and uh, aliveness. Uh, yeah, it's a whole different thing, and it's all lit up. Um, yeah. it's not a dark silence, uh, it's, it's
0: no, still, no, you know, not at all. And all this becomes up. relevant uh later in, in pure divinity as well. So, we yes. sort of um that's recontextualized. And if there was um a degree of beyondness present in source awareness, which typically there will be, um, in, the, in what I've seen that is going to sort of fall deeply into the background in dynamic subjectivity. If dynamic subjectivity um, comes after source awareness, it can go either way. Dynamic subjectivity can come first or source awareness uh, can come first. So it just depends. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Um, Yeah, because you know, most of the people that I've talked to, were oblivious to uh, actual Brahman, you know, Mm. that beyondness, um, because consciousness was such a dominant part of their reality. Wow, yeah. um, and it didn't seem to me possible that people would become truly aware of uh, the, the, the beyondness prior to, uh, essentially, consciousness conscious becoming aware of its totality. And yeah, when that's it becomes aware now. of its totality, then it's mm-hmm. able to take this step back and, and, and get a sense of beyondness. Because it's always been looking in on itself, and then it can take a step back and, and see more. I mean, there's yeah. nothing that would would restrict us to that. But I hadn't seen examples of that, so that's really yes,
0: yeah. So I have seen examples of that, and um, that's, the way, that's the way that it unfolded here as well. And I've also seen other examples, and in that, in that, it's different from the actual like the void or Brahman, in the sense that the self is still dominant, and yeah. and it's more that it's like the self looking back through its own light and recognizing the thatness, the beyondness. Yes but That was my
1: first. There was kind of like a stepping out of consciousness and seeing it from the outside, mm -hmm. and then there was the turning and recognizing Brahman. But it was still there was still it was still dominant in the awareness. That's really interesting, though, that the the possibility that they could could come in either sequence, and that would make Mm -hmm. some sense if the refinement and the feminine is the dominant process. Yes. Um, then, um, then the refinement would be more dominant even after a unity shift. And -hmm. then the the union would become more uh, obvious Uh, like it would it would because that would the the refinement part could overshadow Uh to some degree the actual unification process Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, until and then and then the unification process takes place as well. That's that's interesting. Yeah
0: Yeah, and then also that kind of becomes relevant too in terms of there's a similar process with the uh, with recognizing that dark beyondness in pure divinity, which you, you, wrote, you wrote about recently um, in an article you titled Krishna Consciousness. Yes. So it sort of ties back into what I'm saying uh, in reference to source awareness, but in a totally new context from, from pure divinity. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So there's a little bit more of an equilibrium between the self and the source in source awareness, uh, and and then in what you qualify as Brahman or describe as Brahman, and what I call the void, that the self a- appears to disappear or sort of become
2: yeah,
1: yeah. And, and that's interesting too because because what I did with, with, for me when uh, the the Krishna value uh unfolded mm-hmm. I went back and recognized previous things as that
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: it was like oh that's what that was you know because because mm-hmm. Krishna means black in Sanskrit yes yeah and so there's this kind of areas that are still black and that they're not lit up. And then mm. realizing that it wasn't just you know nothing; it was it's actually fully alive. Yeah. Um, so that was the, the revelation here. Uh, and that, another uh, detail. Um, I again referencing the the, the um, uh, consciousness dynamics. There's the observer, the observed, and the process. Um, in Sanskrit, they have the name Rishi, Devata, and Chandas. Chandas mm. is the observed, the, the world itself. And it has a a value of covering that's kind of what it means Mm. um the word means and so at first like there's that sense of world the world being real and there's a sense of the world being illusory but it's all it's like being in a movie theater um are we absorbed in the movie and think it's real or or are we aware that there's a movie playing on and we're enjoying the movie but we we recognize that it's a movie Mm. um or we think, oh, this is the Vine stage play being prepared right now for us live and, you know, uh, you know there's kind of the, these layers of that experience, but um, with the Chanda's values, what, what happens it, with the refinement is that the, the movie itself becomes more transparent, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We start to recognize the screen on which the movie is playing. And so, uh, and and then recognizing that's consciousness and as part of that process, we talked about earlier with with consciousness unifying, the object value of being recognized as consciousness. Um, But there's a further value that takes place in refined unity where there's further refinement, where where the screen itself starts to become transparent. Mm. Oh, that's when we, then, then there's that value of seeing beyond the screen, which is what you were just referring to a short time ago, seeing the beyondness that's behind that um that yeah. tends not to unfold uh you know the, the way you know my process has gone people with my kind of uh uh path but um does tends not to un- unfold until shortly before brown but essentially there's just this this gradual everything becomes more and more transparent you know yeah. so even solid objects are, are just flows of consciousness and and uh, yeah. and then and then it's you know what, what's actually consciousness and, and so on like that yeah.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. So it is possible, though, that that the beyondness can actually be recognized first, but there's still this um, d- there's a, a still a very defined sense of a primary distinction between the masculine and the feminine uh, aspects of the self uh, or conscious awareness. So in that sense, you still have this triple layering yeah. of of reality and then after that beyondness has been recognized in source awareness if it precedes dynamic subjectivity then that union takes place then that sacred marriage takes place and so the beyondness sort of forgotten about in a certain sense which is interesting and the the fullness of the self is revealed and then it's let go of into the void so that's when it's you know then that's interesting.
1: yeah because i don't use the word void there for brahman because void uh, implies a space and space, could, is yes, a, yeah. a, a part of expression, uh, whereas the, the more common way of it's described in, in tradition, I mean, is as a nothing or a, a nothing, yeah, um, or nothingness.
0: I like nothingness
1: because, the, the like, words like emptiness and void imply a, a space,
0: which is they could if it. you don't, if you're not, if you don't very clearly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. even clear about definitions, yeah. All right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I try to be as clear as possible about it, yes, but, yeah. yes.
1: Um, there's also a progression that's worth mentioning in here. Uh, we talked a little bit about the cosmic body. Um, there's actually a, a few precursors that can happen uh, in, in the Upanishads talk about. Um, the first one is the sense that I am the universe mm.
2: uh,
1: and it's a, that, that my body is the universe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, now, in the larger context, that, that dynamic of consciousness being aware of itself creates a, a subtle space. Uh, not yet the space element but a kind of a subtle space that I refer to as creation and and there's this initial play of consciousness playing out with itself and then that kind of goes through several stages uh, until it starts creating universes Mm -hmm. so the first stage in that is is the uh is the recognition that that I am the universe and it's essentially the experience the universe is experienced as uh, what's known as Pranayagarba or the golden egg. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, essentially, it's experienced like you're sitting inside this golden egg, and yeah. the, you and the egg are one, and the, and your body is the one with that with that egg. Uh, and again, that's that's a very perceptual uh, kind of experience. So it, it, that has to be going on. Um,
0: now, that, that's different from feeling that you're the creator of the universe, right? Yeah. So it's, it's not like um, it's not um like a maha jiva recognition but it's the universe itself yeah
1: yeah and then and then there's a layer that's kind of in between layer there's a what i refer to as the devata body and it's kind of like a, a template of the human form um that is that contains only devata mm-hmm. uh, on the level of points of light so there's essentially uh it kind of doesn't make a lot of sense but essentially it's it's a it's a form like an outline or whatever you want to call it a template that's full of points of light that are interacting with themselves and they're basically managing the bodies of all bodies in in all time in all universes simultaneously <laughs> and it's cuz cuz time this is before space and time mm-hmm. so it's kind of a it's kind of a mind blower in that kind of sense um and then that is an expression of the cosmic body which we talked about earlier is the body of all bodies mm-hmm. so all, all those you know bodies that the devata are managing are kind of there's a step back further mm-hmm. um, and i think you you mentioned the, uh in, in your notes so a body uh, as non-linear infinity
0: yes yeah non-linear infinity exactly so the body is uh it, it it's hard to you can't the mind cannot fathom nor imagine yeah. um, the body not having defined linearity because uh, perceptually it seemed to be an outline of a certain region Um, but actually we can taste this uh this actual experiential recognition where the body is infinite and uh, it's pervasive containing um, there can be not only one universe recognized within it but multiple universes um and uh so it just depends on the degree of refinement. Now, um, there's also- well, So some...
1: what's refined? Because there are, just to, to clarify on that, because there are people who are, have very refined perception of say, the emotional body or the, uh, or, the, or the geometry, the subtle geometry of behind form or whatever like that, uh, but not so much deeper down. Uh, where somebody else might have some very fine perception deeper down, but not so much there, you know, everybody has.
0: That's a great point, David. Like our friend, Dorothy Rowe, she has much more clarity about lots of different levels that I don't have a lot of clarity about. Um, So I find it very beneficial to watch her material and, and tune in because it kind of helps me to explore different areas that I really didn't, weren't a part of the exploration uh, and the unfoldment here. It was more on a, on a different level, um, as you mentioned in our last talk.
1: So and you can get a sense too, when we're talking about how vast creation is. And mm-hmm. so there's only so much, you know, time you have to borrow. Right. <laughs> so we kind of become, we tend to become specialists in a certain kind of way where, where, you know, what we're most interested in, that's where we put our attention and that's what unfolds um, in terms of, of refinement and, and what we're perceiving.
0: Yeah, and we're all gonna bring out a different part of the, it, it's this, we all bring forward this unique recognition of reality within itself and a unique exploration of reality within itself. And,
1: and that's a key point actually, and, and that's essentially why we're here. Each of us has a unique perspective of the whole and consciousness knows itself globally, but this but kind of like at, at the cosmic level, this is one of the things that unfolds in this process as we become aware of consciousness knowing itself globally, and at every point
2: mm.
1: and and each one of those points can express forward as uh, as a, a being or a, a, an experiencer of some kind and uh, and so each of those points is a is a specific uh perspective of that one whole and it's essentially it's a way to bring out all the, de- all the detail because mm. the consciousness knows itself globally but by by experiencing itself from every point it brings out all the detail And so that's what we our role we have as an individual a current individual is to unfold the details of of uh, our perspective Mm. Uh, so we all have a role and you know in the broader perspective of of the cycles of of nature and creation and so on like that uh it takes all of us to go through this process we're describing in some some way um for the process to complete beautiful and the, the fourth level after causing body is that I am the Veda. Um, Veda is a word that means knowledge and uh, essentially uh, embedded in uh, the divine mind is kind of the word I, I use for it. Uh, it's kind of this field uh, at the top of creation uh, that's but slightly beyond creation um, that has these um, templates, blueprints, uh, blueprint is sometimes some, some a word I use. And there's kind of uh, the pattern for that particular, there's this series of different creations as well that are very different from ours. And um, and each of them has their own kind of blueprint. Mm-hmm. And, and then within that blueprint, there's also a, a kind of a schedule. It's kind of hard to describe exactly, but it's essentially there is a person who is going to be born, whose job it is to cognize a law of nature that's no, that's not currently uh, expressed, which basically causes it, causes it to express and it involves creation uh, to the next point.
2: Mm-hmm. That
1: law of nature comes alive. Uh, it integrates with other laws of nature, and then the rules kind of, the rules of the game change a little bit. And in, very, in the higher ages, there's more laws of nature that are functionally active. And that's a whole other topic, um, uh, you know, getting into the types of cognition and, and all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, essentially, the, uh, uh, there's this kind of process uh, through, even though essentially it all happens at once, there's, al- there's also, the, the, again, to experience the detail it's drawn out over apparent time. So there's a kind of a, a sequence of, of evolution and then unfolding. And so, uh, you know, we all, we come up and we have our, our experiences and and, uh, and add to the, to the whole.
0: Yes. Yeah, beautiful. And so, and just coming back to, to what you said about sort of that template or schedule or uh, however you want to contextualize it, yeah. the, the the capacity is to cognize it or to taste it in terms of its sort of simultaneity and its completion um, and see it from that perspective. And then you can also sort of zoom out and see it in terms of its unfolding or its outstretching uh, in in what appears to be our experience of, of sequence. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So it's kind of, of like this. The- uh, with uh, the unfoldment, you know, you know, the unfoldment of creation and the thing uh, that you were talking about before with the body, how all bodies are essentially this bifurcation of um some a basic blueprint for for a body, yeah. and so on and so forth.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I ended up writing an article uh, a bit ago, um, on the eight different ways you can experience time.
2: Because
1: mm. it's it's not because it's, it's it's essentially time is an effect of the process of experience. Mm-hmm. Space is an effect of that consciousness becoming aware of itself. And that, mm-hmm. that initial dynamic, it c- kind of creates this subtle space, mm-hmm. kind of a container, and and then in that, that process of experience, uh, and our our relationship to that process of experience gives us an experience of time. So we might experience, you know, there there's a past and a future in kind of the usual way, or we might experience everything is in the current now, where there's only the current in you know, the present moment, mm-hmm. or we might experience all the past and the future are all in the present moment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or there's time as eternal, and 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 so on. Uh, time is not existing, unexpressed. Uh, right. I, I can't remember now, but there's like eight different ways uh, uh, that uh, it can it can unfold, and it all it all relates to our perspective of of uh, process of of experience. Um,
2: yeah,
0: and there can also be great flexibility with that too. So this sort of sense of being able to shift um, how that's being related to, so on and so forth, and in, in in terms of our experience, and um,
1: yeah. Yeah, and essentially what happens at a certain point, now it kind of varies a little bit, but um, if there is an unfolding of refined unity or, or um, that, that process, the feminine process, is continuing through the unity process, there comes to be some kind of point where essentially it knows itself fully,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where it knows itself globally, as I mentioned, and at every point within itself there's that that the experience the experiential process again this is a very intimate process everything we're talking about we're not just experiencing it we're recognizing it as ourselves because mm-hmm. uh, it's part of that unity process
2: yeah.
1: and um, it reaches a point where it kind of knows itself fully
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then the experience here as i referenced earlier uh, there's a sense of like consciousness realizing it's been looking in on itself this whole time and it kind of goes up and turns and looks beyond itself. Mm-hmm. So then, then there's a shift, the next shift into uh, uh, into Brahman. But if there's a also a process um, of the of the uh, referred to as God consciousness before, where there's a uh, an unfolding value of the personal God. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't necessarily experiencing forms of God like like. Uh, the vedic culture and I, you know i i kind of relate to that uh there's a sense there is there's one divine mm-hmm. but it takes many forms yes uh fundamental principles essentially uh, mm-hmm. uh like love and power and so on and um and they and they can be experienced as laws of nature as mm-hmm. you know kind of an objective or masculine kind of way uh sort of through the intellect or th- through the heart as um as embodied uh, with forms, and you kind of have your choice of how you want to experience that, depending on how the refinement is. So if there's that kind of process unfolding, then the climax of that in in uh, unity is recognizing that that form of God is also the self, is also myself. Been... So emerging, and this is where we get into one of those climactic uh, stages of of the refinement the feminine process is is the unification with with our highest ideal or the expressed God as myself. So it kind of climaxes that stage. And uh, like in my case, for example, there was that. And then there was the recognition, essentially, that everything had become known in within consciousness at that point in the in the broader sense. Um, And then um, and then the Brahman stage could unfold not everybody has that kind of process going on there has to be that kind of you know god consciousness process sure. take place and it's
0: uh it's also has to do with the context because um i know you know if you've if you come from a more traditional setup like yourself where you were exposed to um you know the possibility of that and sort of had scriptural backing and then also um had more of a yeah, I had more of a traditional Vedic understanding of different laws of nature and those kinds of things that's supportive of sort of a, a more modeled unfoldment taking place in that direction. You could say not that it's always going to be like that.
1: Yeah, um, but it's but also ideal. And there's lots of people I know that are following a, a general Vedic a line who are sure. not necessarily unfolding those things. And yes. Yeah. No yes. Why I specifically or um, the, the, why, why that's showing up here. Mm-hmm. Um Uh, maybe because I'm supposed to talk about it, or write about it and stuff. And and so it's shown up so that I can, I can uh, help people with the process.
0: Yeah, no, that's really beautiful. I'm glad you made that point. Um, And now I'm reflecting back on the way that it unfolded here. And and in those terms, I encountered what I refer to as avataric bodies, which basically, that just means like um, Krishna's Krishna, Krishna body, Buddhic yeah. body and a Christ body, which yeah. is very similar to what you're talking about, emerging with an ideal. Yeah. So, in terms of like Jesus, um, Shakyamuni Buddha, and and Lord Bhagavan shri Krishna, these were sort of primary pillars in the unfoldment here. They were um, present, and so at that point, what happened was that uh, there was a this total unification of their cosmic body, um, realizing that that was myself. So. Yes.
2: Um, and that, and realize- a,
1: yeah, just to be clear, though, because uh, there's some differentiating to go on here. Um, I mentioned earlier how there's kind of like the, the, the ideal. There's kind of mm-hmm. like our the the form we most identify with, I guess you could say, our highest yeah. ideal, and that's kind of what what is described in my tradition as the personal god. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, for some, that's the, the the heart opening is is uh, uh, quite quite closely associated with it. And then there's other forms of God that we can experience that we may not necessarily relate to that way and in the unity process we become one with those various forms Hmm. but the key with god realization is becoming one with the with the uh the the personal god the the it's referred to in the sanskrit
0: yeah and then there's some also some possibility for variation of in pure divinity with a lot of what we're talking about now in a different way
1: yeah Um, so i i find a little bit uh eye-rolling when i when i hear some spiritual teachers say that they're they're kalki or they're krishna or something like that um because that that's essentially an experience that's going to unfold for everybody at a certain point exactly Um, it's not nothing special there
0: and it's distinctly even though it's a personality it's distinctly impersonal so um unless there's some serious unresolved identification issues that are still present um it's not something that is taking you aback where you're like sit, you're you, you're like standing there like oh I'm you know I'm Krishna or something no it's <laughs> like I'm I'm you know I'm at the supermarket and my body is Krishna's body and there's all of these world systems unfolding within this body which is Krishna's body and that is what i is um so
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's fascinating too because it could be like i'm walking down the street or i'm in the supermarket or whatever like yeah. that you kind of the body the physical body is doing something and then there's kind of like the cosmic body which mm-hmm. can be doing something different things simultaneously sure. and you are all that also and it's you know um Doing these things, and then there's the some value of divine body or other other uh, body, other form, which are also part of myself. And the attention can go there and see, oh, they're they're over in that part of the universe doing something, or mm-hmm. or they're over here. Uh, but it's all the self. And it's all myself.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. Uh, it's so important to recognize this has nothing, absolutely nothing, to do with the glorification of an individual any it always is about the glorification of divinity divinity is the reality <laughs> uh, that is there's only divinity and divinity is re- is revealing itself to itself within its own mind and yeah. you know any individual that we see as an embodiment of that that's what we see in them that is uh, um admirable that's what we see in them that we desire or uh I- hold as an ideal it's there it's the reflection of divinity as that um embodiment and and it's not the particularity necessarily although it it, it is expressed in the particularity but the value that pervades and um shines as as that particularized expression
1: beautiful yes yeah, it, it's uh, um, yeah, and it's so easy at, at any given point. I remember a friend of mine coming over one time. We got together, and he 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 basically said, "I'm God, and you're not." <laughs> and he was kidding. <laughs> nice. He was kidding, but but uh, but you know, he was going right <laughs> through this process of experiencing himself as God, and and uh, you know, and 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 he recognized, you know, the the play was going on, and, but it was uh, it was pretty funny. But, <laughs> but I've I, I seen people actually. <laughs> you know invest in that a little more than they should and, and yeah. uh, that's that's when it gets to be um, a little tricky you always have to keep all this stuff in in proportion because you're still a human going through this this unfolding there's still that of video remains of ignorance going on
0: yeah there. and that's that's also where i as you know value the uh um, devotion the flow of devotion as well it's, it comes in very handy uh, in in that in that context
1: so. and that and that really supports the surrender process to allow this yeah. thing to unfold as well uh because okay. you can get so you know because each of these stages we're discussing they they feel real and they can they can feel at a certain point complete
2: mm-hmm.
1: they can feel like there's this fullness beyond anything we've ever experienced before and this is amazing and this is this has got to be the, the ultimate and you know, that kind of thing. And you can get invested in that and and that can become a bit of a barrier. Sure. But you know, if you kind of just then that's 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 part of the reason why we talk about this this kind of yeah. stuff that, that there's more.
2: Exactly. Uh, and then to
1: you're gonna people, be yeah, probably to us on to support people for whom it's unfolding, but also yeah. to, to put it all in context so you don't get too carried away with, oh yeah, God I had the experience of God, that's pretty amazing. Hey, eh? I'm really special. <laughs> 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 yeah, well. <Right. laughs>
0: And uh, yeah, and that you know, it can be a lot of trickiness uh, in terms of that being a barrier to certain levels of purification taking place as well. Because if the if there's this sort of um, false level of owning whatever recognition of reality is present, and something arises that seems to be conflictual with that, then the the uh, likelihood of you um, saying no to that or projecting it as being out there is increased greatly yeah
1: um yeah it's much like less likely for people to unfold the god consciousness process after they wake up if that's suppressed and it's like oh that's just experiential or that's you know the heart's not relevant or any of that kind of thing as part of their teaching yeah. yeah and one other little detail to mention uh you know i talk about the kosher model i mentioned earlier too uh there, there's kind of these sense of sheaths where we have our physical body and our Energy body and the mental body and so on like that. Um, in in the self-realization through unity process, the dominant reality is that consciousness. And there's some variations on that, as you uh, mentioned as well. Um, but broadly speaking, consciousness is the dominant player in in that in the in the unity and and uh, self-realization process. And and it's when we when we step back beyond that uh, in however way that unfolds. I mean, I, I gave an example or two, but but uh there's, there's a gazillion ways you may subjectively experience this process
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but the uh but that's when you recognize that consciousness itself is also a sheath it's also mm-hmm. a it's also a, a it has a i mean it's infinite and eternal in that kind of sense but you know as mathematics you know does describe that there is infinities within infinities and yes spaces within spaces and uh,
0: fields within fields and that's the yeah. uh our w- next in our next uh discussion i do want to explore that sort of um, uh, what I call the field field contrast or the field point contrast and how that shows up and as things continue to unfold. And so, okay. yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you all so much for joining us. It's, uh, always a pleasure, uh, to, <laughs> sit back and watch how the, these conversations flow and unfold. And I think that this one has been, uh, a real, uh, is going to be a real treat for anyone that uh, views it. And I've certainly enjoyed myself, so. Myself uh, thank also. You. <laughs> thank, thank you, you so sure. much. Yeah. And uh, we just always give all glory to pure divinity. So Glory to pure divinity,
2: yes.